When Hannah Up awakens in a shallow creek next to an empty shopping cart, she's confused in how she got there. In fact, she couldn't remember anything from the last two days. But this wasn't the first or the last time that Hannah Up would go missing. Today's story isn't our usual true crime story, but that doesn't make this case any less crazy. This is the true story of Hannah Up. Hi, I'm your host, Missy, and I'm about to take you on a wild ride. Stories with plot twists, shocking endings, and unbelievable truths. Trust me when I tell you that this story is nuts. that Hannah Up went missing was in September of 2008. The 23-year-old woman was set to start teaching the very next day at Thoroughgood Marshall Academy, a public school in Harlem. Hannah was loved by her family and her peers and had no issues with drugs or alcohol, nor did she suffer any mental health problems that anyone was aware of. So when Hannah left her Manhattan apartment for a run and she didn't come back, her friends immediately knew that something was wrong. Hannah's friends called the police and they found her apartment in perfect order. Hannah's phone, wallet, purse, cash, metro card, and passport were all still there and the only thing missing was her. As days went by, police began to assume the worst. Maybe Hannah was involved in foul play. Missing posters were plastered all over town in substations and bus stops and friends and family searched, but they couldn't locate Hannah. Then, nine days after Hannah went missing, a friend of Hannah's believed he saw her in a Manhattan Apple store. Certain it was her, the man approached her and asked her if she was Hannah. She waved him off. But the woman seemed to be in a trance. Police asked Hannah's mom, Barbara, to look at the CVT footage. The woman was wearing a sports bra, running shorts, her hair pulled back into a ponytail. Barbara could tell right away that it was her daughter. Other footage captured Hannah logging into her Gmail account while she was in the Apple store. Barbara was confused as to why her daughter would wave off the man who recognized her. But now she was hopeful. She knew Hannah was alive. Hannah was also sighted all over Manhattan, at local sports clubs, Starbucks, and local shops. But Hannah was always gone before police could get to her. Then on September 16, 2008, Two men working on a ferry deck near the Statue of Liberty saw a body floating face down in the water. They sent a rescue boat to retrieve the body, but as they pulled it out of the water, they soon realized that the woman was still alive. It was Hannah up, and she gasped for air and started crying. Hannah was taken to the Richmond University Medical Center on Staten Island. She told them her name and was able to give the hospital her mother Barbara's phone number. Hannah had suffered from severe sunburn, dehydration, and hypothermia. She couldn't remember anything after she left the house to go for her run. Hannah couldn't tell anyone where she had been for the last three weeks, and she actually seemed skeptical that so much time had passed. After some intensive questioning and a series of neurological tests turned up no answers, 
doctors soon diagnose Hannah with disassociative fugue, or Jason Bourne syndrome. According to Psychology Today, disassociative fugue is a psychological state in which a person loses awareness of their identity or other important autobiographical information. A fugue state can last for hours, to days, to weeks, or even more. Some people in a fugue state may create a new identity or even go on an unplanned trip. They just may strangely wake up in an unfamiliar place after an episode. Oddly enough, most of the time the condition is caused by a traumatic event. Events such as sexual or physical abuse, a combat experience, natural disaster, or maybe an internal conflict. People in a fugue state can survive and function like normal, they just have no memory of it. The reason that Hannah could remember her Gmail password, for example, would have probably just been from muscle memory. But according to Hannah's family, there are no such traumatic events in Hannah's life. And even after she undergoes hypnosis, Hannah can't remember any either. Despite the fact that there's no known cause for Hannah's condition, and that Hannah feels very embarrassed after what just happened, she's happy to be back with her family and friends. And Hannah soon returns to teaching and moves to Maryland. Things are normal for Hannah again. But in September of 2013, five years after her original disappearance, Hannah Up would go missing once again. Hannah's mother Barbara would receive a call that her daughter's wallet and phone were found lying on a woodland path. She would be missing for two days when Hannah would awake in a shallow creek next to an empty shopping cart. Just like before, Hannah couldn't remember anything that had happened in the time she was missing. Barbara and Hannah decide to talk about getting a tracker for Hannah in case of another event. But Hannah deciding that she doesn't want her situation to define her eventually declines. And so Hannah goes on. She tries to live a normal life. And in 2014, she moves to St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands and gets another teaching job. Again, Hannah seems happy. In 2017, Hurricane Irma hits the island and causes mass devastation. Several people are attempting to leave the island as a second hurricane, Hurricane Maria, will soon be making landfall. As Hannah talks to her friends, she tells them that despite her home is destroyed, she plans on staying. School will be starting soon and she plans on getting everything ready for her students. Hannah tells her roommates that she's leaving for work, but she does not return. Knowing that her fugue states have previously led her to the water, it's the first place that people begin to look. Friends started at Hannah's favorite beach and it is here that they find Hannah's folded up sundress sandals and car keys. Her car was parked in a nearby parking lot. Inside was her wallet, purse, passport, and phone. A search party scours the island with boats and helicopters. Hospitals and homeless shelters and morgues are all checked along with the manifests of mercy ships that were leaving the islands. After three days, the search had to be called off due to Hurricane Maria, resuming once again after the storm had ended. But Hannah Up is yet again gone, and despite some sightings on the island of a person that looks like her, Hannah will remain missing to this day. Theories about Hannah's current whereabouts range from speculation that perhaps she drowned. Some people believe that if she had, at least a body would resurface. 
While others say with the changing currents of the hurricane, she could have been swept out to sea, never to be seen again. Others have speculated that perhaps Hannah had swam to one of the other islands and started a new life there. Hannah's friends and family are hopeful. They believe that Hannah may still be alive and may still be suffering from her fugue state. They hope that someday she may wake up and remember who she is. The Hannah Up story is not only terrifying, but it is also sad. If Hannah is still out there somewhere, one can only hope that she is happy. And one can only hope that someday her family will find their answers of whatever happened to Hannah. Hannah Up would be 37 years old. She's 5'7 with light brown hair and brown eyes and was last seen in St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands. I will post the links on my Facebook page, but if you have any information on Hannah Up or her whereabouts, especially if you live in the Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, or Florida, contact Steve Warner. He's the investigator on this case at 724 591 0675. Hannah's family has also set up a GoFundMe to show your support. That is GoFundMe.com backslash find Hannah up. That's up with two P's. Again, I will post that on the Facebook page as well, along with Hannah Up's missing poster so that you actually get a visual of what Hannah looks like. Sources for today's podcast were the Find Hannah Up Facebook group. And if you're interested, you can also join that group to stay up to date on this case. I will post that in my Facebook group so that you know how to get there. Also, Mysterious Universe and The New Yorker and the documentary on Hannah called Vanished in Paradise. So I have to say that doing this podcast and doing all of the research that I'm doing for these episodes... I probably learned a lot off of this episode, a little bit more than I've learned off of the other episodes so far. And that being said, I had never heard of dissociative fugue. And I'm not sure if you have either. Um, It is absolutely terrifying to think that you can have a traumatic experience or Maybe not. In Hannah's case, there wasn't one that we know of that caused this to happen um, where you walk around in a trance and you completely um, are (laughs) unable to remember anything that happens for hours, days, weeks, months. Um, And there are some people out there that go ahead and start new lives. They have a whole new identity. They travel. They don't know how they got to to where they got. And that is, I don't want to say insane, but I mean, it to not to put it lightly and not to put it um, in a, in a bad way, but it is, it's so crazy to think that you could just lose so much time and not even be, not even be aware that you're losing so much time. So for me, this story kind of hit in a different way, just in a way that one day you could wake up and just not know who you are. And then a few days later, you wake up and you're back to who you are, but you have no idea how things happened or how you got there. 
And that is absolutely terrifying. I want to know what you think. To discuss this case or any other case that we cover on this podcast, join the Facebook group. It's facebook.com backslash this story is not podcast. I'm very active on that site and I post things weekly, a couple things a week anyway. So go ahead and join that group if you haven't yet. If you have a story for the podcast, whether it's your own story or just something you want me to cover, go ahead and send me an email. That is thisstoryisnuts at gmail.com. Come back next week for an all new episode of This Story is Nuts. And just a reminder, all new episodes drop every single Wednesday morning. So right away in the morning, your all new episode will be ready for you. And next week's episode is episode number 10, a story that I really look forward to telling you. It is a story about baseball, a sitcom, and an innocent man. Come back next week to find out what that story is on an all-new episode of This Story is Nuts. And until then, stay nutty, my friends. This Story is Nuts was written and produced by Missy Reese with music by Logan Reese off of Groovepad.